Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hara. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders. Things are looking a little different every week almost with all the changes of everything happening in the world right now with coronavirus and how that's affecting everyone. It has been a little bit of a crazy week since last week's episode. I've pretty much been in quarantine with my daughters here in Utah. Thank goodness we're a little bit more inland, so we aren't as serious as some people out on like the East Coast and the West Coast, for example, but I have been trying to stay out of the public as much as possible, so me and my two daughters hang out at home for the most part and try to go out on a walk as long as the weather is nice, and thank goodness here in Utah, We have also had some pretty good weather, had a couple of days of some rain, but other than that, we've been able to get out almost every day, which has been nice. But last week on Wednesday, 7.09 in the morning, I get woken up and I mean, I get woken up all through the night uh, with my five month old, but she's been doing so much better and maybe wakes up once or twice if she is feeling a little bit under the weather, but at 7.09 on Wednesday morning, I got woken up with my bed shaking pretty violently and I didn't know what was going on. So I think in my head, I instantly knew it was an earthquake, but at the same time, I my instinct was to get both of my daughters in my arms so that I knew that they were at least safe or that I could figure out some sort of exit or something. I don't know. Uh, Everything really went through my head so quickly. I got up out of bed. My daughter is in a bassinet next to me. So I yanked her up out of bed so quickly that she actually started crying a little bit because I honestly scared her. And then I ran down the hallway to our older daughter's room and I thought she was crying or I thought that I could hear her. But as soon as I opened the door, she was actually still sleeping. She did not mind the rumblings of a 5.7 magnitude earthquake. And so it had stopped right about at the time that I barged into her bedroom. So I kind of shushed her back to sleep and shut the door and started going back to my room holding my daughter and obviously my heart pounding short breaths and calling my husband because he was on his way to work and I call him and at first the call wasn't going through so I wasn't sure what exactly was happening but um it was freaking me out so I called his work phone cuz I had initially called his personal and his work phone gets better service but um yeah, he answered and he was like, you felt that? And I'm basically like hyperventilating. And at this point now in tears, because I feel like I'm 
at least past the point of an actual earthquake causing damage in our home or anything like that or harm to me and my family. So I'm like crying to him on the phone and he's trying to calm me down. He was in the town um, a little less than 10 miles away where it actually originated. And he said his truck was kind of bouncing on the road and he thought that all of his tires were going to fall off. He basically was saying it felt like he was driving with um, one lug nut in each tire because they were, they felt so loose. And then all of the power of the town called Magna went out and uh, yeah, it was crazy. There were many aftershocks and even still today there's been some aftershocks And I've got to say, I have never felt a 5.7 magnitude earthquake. And I really, really hope and pray to never have to experience something like that again or worse. So my heart goes out to anyone who has experienced something like that because it was extremely scary, especially because I was home alone with the kids and thinking of trying to hold both of them in my arms and what do I do? Like all of the what ifs, right? So that was definitely scary. And then of course, on top of that, you've got coronavirus going on and us trying to stay in our homes. My husband is a journeyman electrician and he is contracted out at a site for the new federal prison that's going up. Um, So he manages a small team out there and they've still been able to work on it during all of this craziness, but um, we try to keep our distance as much as possible so that he doesn't bring something home or if he does, uh, just trying to be a little bit safer um, for our kids and for ourselves. I wanted to talk today a little bit about managing your workload And initially I was thinking this episode is probably out of place or may not fit in. But as I was thinking more about it, I thought, actually, it's a great time to be releasing this episode because likely, of course, since so many people are working from home, or if you're a parent, you're working from home and you have kids at home and potentially homeschooling your children or expected to follow some sort of curriculum, which can be overwhelming as well. Just that alone is a lot, not taking into consideration your full-time job responsibilities as well. So if you're going through that, all I have to say is to give yourself some grace, take it day by day and do the best that you can because Everyone else out there is trying to get by every day, just like you. So don't beat yourself up and definitely utilize your resources that are available to you. I've seen so much shared online, which is amazing and so helpful during this time to have social media and connection online in times like these where we can't uh, physically provide any sort of those services. In regards to managing your workload, Because you're now at home and there are so many additional things on your plate, essentially, it's a good time to reevaluate everything that you're working on and to determine if you're working on all the right things. And when I say the word right, I don't mean that in any sort of specific sense. I mean it in what is right for you and your career path. 
Are you working to get promoted in your current role? Are you looking to provide value? Um, is that where you get your happiness or feel fulfilled is by, you know, making an impact or, um, supporting others, or maybe it's volunteer work, whatever that looks like. Managing your workload is super important to determine where you are putting in most of your effort. So hopefully with you being at home, most likely if you're able to, or even if you're in the workplace dealing with something like this, where things have escalated so quickly, realizing what exactly it is that you're working on and maybe you'll want to reprioritize things as well, considering everything that has happened, you know, is the work that you're doing meaningful? Does that mean something to you? Do you care about providing meaningful work? Uh, Do you want to potentially change your career path or do you want to work for a different company because of how they handled the response to coronavirus? I've I've heard many different stories of companies doing really great things, and I've heard of companies who are maybe a little bit behind the times or are a little bit too worried about their bottom dollar, and I'm not saying there's a right or a wrong specifically because it's certainly a case-by-case basis of people or companies that need to continue to stay open, but um, it's a good time to do some self-reflection in regards to managing your workload as well. So a couple of things that I wanted to talk about is managing your workload. What is getting the most visibility? What you're working on, if you are working towards getting a promotion, sometimes you're taking on additional work and no one else on your team is doing it, or maybe a few people are doing that, but if it's getting you visibility in front of the right people, again, that is to be determined by yourself or with you and maybe your leader to determine who are the right people to get in front of with what you're working on. So you want to make sure if you are working towards getting a promotion or whatever that may look like, that whatever you are working on is being seen by other people and that they know that you're working on it and how you are involved in that as well. Because if you are working on something totally behind the scenes, you're never going to get the recognition that you deserve and people aren't going to be promoting you for the things that you're doing. So I have an example for that. I was working for a company quite a few years ago and I wanted to get promoted from the position that I was in. And I thought that the way that I was doing things was getting me seen. I assumed that the right people would pay attention to me and see what I was doing in order to get promoted into a different department. So what happened was I was helping another leader with a lot of her workload. I started taking on things that weren't as visible. So for example, I was doing a lot of quality control monitoring and grading people's phone calls and having coaching sessions with the team members. So team members knew that I was helping this other leader because they were being coached by me, but other people 
didn't really see what I was doing. And the person I was helping wasn't out there, you know, shouting my praises by any means. And it wasn't her job to do that. She was out doing other things that were, she was out doing other things that was getting her more visible in front of the right people because both of us essentially wanted to get promoted and we were great friends, but because the work I was doing was behind the scenes and the work she was doing was very visible out on the call floor. She was the one who easily got promoted over me because everything she was doing was much more visible and I wasn't advocating for myself. So no one really knew what I was doing afterwards when my friend got promoted and I was obviously so happy for her. I had talked to her manager and said, these are some of the things that I have been working on. These are some of the things that I was helping this other leader with. What could I have done better? Kind of doing some self-reflection. And she had no idea that I was helping that leader as well. It kind of ties back to being your own advocate and finding the right people who can help advocate for you as well, who want to see you be successful and who can help, again, get you in front of the people who you want to get in front of and expose you to the right people so that you are set up for success when there are positions available for a promotion. Another one is, is your work supporting another project and are you getting some shared credit? So this one's important as well because the example I shared just now is kind of similar to that as well. You want to make sure that what you are working on is getting noticed and that if you are contributing to a project that other people are aware of that as well. And again, you aren't going out there and boasting about these things or bragging about these things. You're going out there and getting genuine feedback from other team members, other leaders. Hey, I'm working on this thing. What are your thoughts? What do you think about this? This is what I'm working on. And then they can say, oh, wow, like I thought so-and-so was spearheading that. And your response can be, yeah, they are. This is one aspect that I'm helping with in regards to that. There are many moving parts, and this is how I'm helping to contribute. I'd love your feedback on X, Y, or Z. So that way it's a smooth conversation, but at least you are getting yourself out there. You're letting people know exactly what you're working on and you're not anticipating someone else to go out there and do the work for you. You're not expecting someone to say, oh, hey, Nicole did all these things on on these projects, but you'll find that really great leaders are so happy to share credit on everything that is getting done. Sometimes when you're kind of in the thick of things and there is competition, you're not going to get as much shared credit. But I have found that some of the more genuine leaders who truly want the company to be a success or the project to be a success, they're happy to share credit with other people or ideas. You know, maybe it's something that I implemented, but the idea was from someone else. I'm always happy to share that credit with other leaders and other team members because I know for a fact that I'm not the one who's coming up with every single great thing that's happening. So one thing I did in one of the positions that I held, I realized that there were people getting promoted into different positions, but they really weren't excelling in their current job. 
And I get it. Not everyone's always going to be a fit and doing extremely well in their current position. And maybe something else is a better fit. So sometimes having some change there can be helpful. However, in certain situations that can also come off really negatively as far as favoritism or certain things that can favoritism or potentially politics, all sorts of stuff that I really don't like to get into. I like people to have earned where they have gotten to because I believe that people appreciate their position or their work or whatever they're working on better if they have worked to achieve that. That's my own personal philosophy. So if yours is different, I'm not saying it's bad, but for me, I realized at least for myself, especially when I have to work really hard at something, I am so much more appreciative for it. And I also will give so much more of my efforts to make that a success because I feel like I tried so hard and I want to make sure that the people who chose me to work on that project or to be in that position that I don't let them down and that I show them that I was the right person for whatever it is that I'm working on. So I was in this position where I wanted something to change. And so I was working with my manager on how we could adjust the metrics to what people were held accountable for so that there was some leeway and understanding, but there were also some minimum requirements that people had to hit before they could transfer into another department. So me and my boss created a balanced scorecard for our department. And once we rolled that out and went through all the steps to get it approved and rolled out and explained and to get everyone up to par, it was so much more helpful because team members knew exactly where they were. And if they were getting promoted, it was because they met the requirements that we were asking of everyone. So it kind of took out the ability for someone to claim favoritism or office politics. And in that I was very much a support. I came to my manager for solutions and I said, Hey, this is what I'm noticing. This is what I'm hearing. How can we make something better? And he had so many ideas as far as what we could put into the balance scorecard and what that was going to look like and how to put it all together. That was not in my wheelhouse. So we worked very much together on what that was going to look like. But when he presented it to all the other leaders and even our higher ups, he always made sure to share the credit as far as what we were doing together and how we wanted to move forward with that project. It's helpful to gain that buy-in with whoever it is that you're working with and see how you can mutually support each other. And sometimes that does take you to be that person to say, Hey, so-and-so helped me come up with this idea, or I loved that so-and-so said this. And that's why I've chosen to go forward in this direction because People will notice that and the really great team members who you want to work with long-term are going to be the ones who are happy to return that same favor. The last one I wanted to talk about is what is making the biggest impact? 
So as I mentioned before, maybe you're not necessarily looking to get promoted. Maybe making a difference is something that is most important to you. I know it's a big thing for me. What are you working on that's making a big impact? What are things in your workload right now that are mundane, boring tasks? Maybe you could delegate them to someone else or maybe you can automate them, whatever it is figuring out a way to manage your workload. And part of that is prioritizing your workload as well and trying to spend more time on things that make you happy. So if it's, if it's something that's making a big impact, maybe that's volunteer work. Maybe your work allows you to do some volunteer work. How involved can you get? Could you be a leader of a volunteer like humanitarian team or whatever that looks like? It's helpful to brainstorm ideas with your leaders or your managers to say, hey, what about this? Have we thought about this? And if it's something that is making an impact, I've seen so often in companies where positions were created because team members came to leadership and said, hey, have you guys thought about this? And really think through what that would look like or at least get the initial thoughts and input from your current leader so that you can see which direction to head in and then come back with that feedback and kind of like almost like a prepared project to pitch of why it's important and why the company values support what it is that you'd want to do because it's very possible that something really great could come out of it. So I always suggest to challenge with the understanding that you could be told absolutely not and then start dialing it back from there. How else can you get more involved? Again, if you're going off of the volunteer aspect, how can you help more people get involved maybe outside of work or can you get the company to dedicate certain PTO hours to be sponsored every month if team members want to go out and do a volunteer activity. What does that look like? As far as making an impact with the work that you're currently doing, again, prioritize the things that are the most valuable and important to you and maybe do some of those mundane tasks later on in the day or when you maybe don't have as much energy because they are just checking boxes and, you know, dotting the I's and crossing your T's simple things that maybe don't take as much energy. So um, you can figure out a time in your day that works best for those mundane tasks. And again, working to spend more time on the things that you really enjoy. Part of managing your workload that I would suggest is to figure out different things that work for you throughout your day. Is there certain times that you can change things around in your schedule? And I get it. Not everyone who is in an entry level position is going to be able to change up their workload completely. Sometimes if you're, you know, available for phone calls or maybe you do chat or email or whatever it may be, uh, you are very reactive because of how busy the phones are. Um, For example, that's going to be something I refer back to often because I've had so much experience in call centers. So I get it. You're not always going to be able to prioritize things in the way that you want to, but 
again, working with your leaders and seeing, Hey, if there is time available, these are the types of things that I would like to be doing, or these are the things I'd like to be spending my time on when there is slower times or downtime and, you know, work with them to see how you can implement more of the things that you love into your workload, because that makes your day go by so much faster. And you feel like you really are making a difference when you are able to spend more time on the things that you really enjoy doing, especially if it's making an impact. All right. Well, I hope everyone is hanging in there. I am sending all the good vibes to you. If you are working from home or if you have kids at home, whatever it is, I am sending you all the good vibes and hopefully everything passes quickly to where you can get back to your normal as soon as possible and can really sit down and prioritize what your workload is, what you'd want it to be. And I think there's no better time than now to really reconsider what it is that you're doing and how you want to do it and how you want to spend your days and your weeks because you do spend so much time at work every week. So you want to make sure that it's beneficial for you and that it's adding value for what you want to be doing. Okay. Until next week, we'll see you later. Thank you for tuning into another episode of next level leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram and tag me at Nicole.Harab. I love to see it. And it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.